You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning. Welcome into the Hump Day edition of Inside the Locker Room 205-342-9904. Got Justin Jones behind the glass. Uh, he's Mr. Consistent here every morning, uh, helping us out. So we appreciate him, uh, being in and getting us, uh, straight, uh, this morning. The ex accounts at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. And the email address for our show is wimpandberry at yahoo.com. Download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone. I had it on my phone. I was uh, traveling last night back, and I got to pull up the Alabama baseball game. And I listened to that. It sounded like there was a, a trash talking uh, going on, maybe from the stands to the players, and one guy got ejected out of there. So it sounded like it was... Uh, a little bit of chatter going on both ways. Anybody was there, call us, let us know kind of what was going on there. Sounds like maybe the UAB coach, assistant coach, got in a little bit of a verbal deal with maybe an Alabama coach or player. I don't know, but uh, anybody was there, let us know. But Alabama gets the win in extra innings. Before we do any of that, though, we need to tell you about a great sponsor, and that's Yellowwood. If it has to last, it has to be tough. Withstand the elements year after year. When it comes to building outdoors, it doesn't come any tougher than Yellowwood brand, pressure treated pine from great southern wood. For projects that stand up against Mother Nature's best, be sure to head down to that local dealer for Yellowwood brand, pressure treated pine, the lumber that protects against rot, fungal decay, and termite attack. Get only the best for your next backyard project. And always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, you don't want it. All right. Uh, that had a guy text me. I'm not going to say his name. And said, uh, that he could not believe that, uh, that line, that Kentucky game, he was going to pour his money on Kentucky. And I said, don't do that. I picked Kentucky. <laughs> I said, don't do that. And, uh, cause I said, if it looks like that, something's wrong. Of course, Kentucky was a four and a half point favorite and they won by two. Uh, so he lost his little money, uh, cause he didn't listen. But, uh, anyway, good morning. How are you this morning? Okay. I said Kentucky might win a close one, but, uh, they did eight, nine, one, eight, nine. Um, Reed Shepard absolutely was terrific down the stretch. I'm telling you right now, the kid made all kinds of shots. I forget 30 some points. I made the free throw, stole the ball, did everything. Reed Shepard uh, really did a great job. Kentucky was behind in the game the entire game, and um, it was it was it was really a, a good basketball game, a really close game. And I know that uh, Mississippi State's really disappointed. They're all dressed in white, all ready for the game to be, you know, thinking about going to the NCAA. But they still may go. But um, and, and it was it was you know just heck of a close game last night. Um, Last night, the two two visiting teams won, which was uh, a real shock, of course. Um, uh, Georgia gets beat uh, by one at LSU. Um, first of all, 67-66. Uh, Not a whole lot to say about that. Vanderbilt, the other visiting team, came into Arkansas and won by, by three. Vanderbilt played better, I thought, last night. They... Um, 
they do they do a good job of of uh, really uh, scoring inside. They had 18 more points than Arkansas did on inside. And Arkansas, I think, had 18 more points than uh, they did on the outside. So it came down to a very close game. And, and Vanderbilt won, I think it's game number, uh, win number three for them. And they're sitting there now with, uh, with the three wins. Arkansas is five and ten, I believe. I got to put it up. It's five and ten down towards the bottom, which nobody would ever dream that. That's sometimes that transfer portal will bite you a little bit more than you think. So that's what happened. Um, tonight, of course, we've got, uh, we've got big games. Um, the, the, the Alabama, uh, Ole Miss game is a, is a late game. It's, it's a, it's a game that's going to be played, I think, at eight o'clock our time and, uh, should be, uh, you know, should be a, a big game for Alabama. The Alabama can win that game. It, it helps them a lot. They do have to go to Florida. And then the other game that uh, is interesting, of course, is uh, Auburn is at uh, at Tennessee. Auburn's playing up and down a little bit with one injury in Tennessee. Uh, plays awfully well uh, in Knoxville. Um, so I think that, that it's the early game. Um, last night... Uh, BYU beat Kansas. Uh, that's significant only at uh, a non-conference. It's been 67 games since a non-conference team had beaten uh, Kansas at Kansas. And uh, they, they did last night. So that was big. One other game I wanted to mention. I can't think which one it was. I had it down here somewhere. But, uh, uh, oh, yeah, Texas Tech and Texas. They got into it. They started throwing bottles on the floor, doing a, a, a look at the monitor by the officials. Um, they started throwing bottles on the floor. People were ejected, just like uh, Barry just mentioned that people were ejected, uh, or somebody was ejected in the baseball game. So people better, you know, get, get themselves straight. They're going to end up with a bunch of technical fouls at home. Uh, so that that's that. So tonight we got the other other games. Two visitors won last night, and um, we'll see what happens the rest of the way. Did you see the? Uh, did you guys see the deal Jackson Dark got in Idell and Idell deal, Dad? No, I did not. So. You know Jackson Dark, right? The quarterback, yeah, the quarterback for Ole Miss. Ole Miss. He got a, a private jet in Idell deal. Uh, so he inked a deal with. Nicholas Air, uh, so he has, uh, hours using Nicholas Air's fleet of private jets for travel, training, and philanthropy. So, uh. Where is he from, son? He's from, I think Jackson Dart's from California. He started at USC. So he has, a private jet contract now. That's pretty, that's probably the best NIL deal I've heard. Uh, yeah, yeah. that's a great deal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> coach, I told Coach he should have had a deal like that when he left Alabama. Uh, I think he did. All right. Bobby, yeah, I, I, I did want to mention, Barry, that uh, I, I, I think I'm correct in it, that uh, uh, it's change. I got Russell Bivin because I, it dreamed on me last night that, uh, that Bill Cameron couldn't be on today. Yeah. I think I'm correct in I that. I think so you what, are, and right. I was just telling uh, Justin that you're a little bit older than us, but your memory's a lot better because I think you're 100% right. I, have yeah, so anyway, have Ru- I called Russell last night late, asking if he'd be on. He will be on in the second hour. Of course, Rich Davis 
better able to get him. So uh, Reese Davis, the first hour. All right, we'll get to the uh, Yellowwood Hotline. Bring Brady into the show. Good morning, Brady. How you doing? Good. A good deal. Talking about this Jackson Dart thing, he gets an awful lot of attention, and so does a, a lot of the Ole Miss program. For one, for him being somewhat of a middle tier SEC quarterback, and the Ole Miss program being one that has never been to an SEC championship game, much less won one. They don't have a national championship that's not shared. And even then, they don't have one of those since the 60s. So there's a whole lot of just hoopla about Ole Miss every single year. And they come up short. I always say they're the Penn State of the SEC. Because Penn State beats everybody except for Michigan and Ohio State. And what does Ole Miss do? They beat everybody except for Georgia and Alabama. Well, and I, and I and I'll let Dad chime in. I, but I think okay. I think Lane Kiffin is maximizing the Ole Miss job or certain jobs. I mean, if oh, you're yeah. winning, winning ten or eleven games at Ole Miss, uh, that's pretty darn good. You think uh, teams like Mississippi State and some of these other teams, South Carolina, what, what would they give to win ten or eleven games? So I think he's maximizing that job. Dad, your thoughts on that? Yeah, he probably is. It's, it's pretty close. He, but he's not a. He's not a real hard worker, not a real great organizer in recruiting. Uh, he, he'll take what he can get. If he has to run and see somebody that's a, on the transfer portal, he might do that. But as far as going out and, and seeing mothers and daddies and trying to get the best players, he, he, he's not going to kill himself doing that. So, uh, but, and, uh, give, you know, give him credit for what he's done. No doubt. Johnny Vault was a coach when I was growing up, and, and he and Coach Bryant were friends, and Ole Miss was really, really good back then. You know, uh, Brady, but I do think – I think it was hard for them to get in the top four, but I think getting in the top 12 is realistic for them. And you just got to get in it to win it. So I think they have a chance now, uh, to, to maybe be in this playoff with it, with it going to 12. I think they got a good shot of being in it, but their fan base is going to start getting restless because they'll get a little bit of a taste of success and they're going to want more and more and more. But I feel like there's kind of a ceiling of how far a team like Ole Miss can go. Yeah, I, I, I think that's what James Franklin did at Vanderbilt. I mean, he 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 only a championship there, but he was he maximized that job. Some of these jobs aren't near as good as the other. They don't have the resources and the recruiting base and all that. So that's kind of what I look at is whether a guy's being successful. I think, and I would argue with that a little bit. I think Lane Kiffin maybe he's decided that the transfer portals the route for them to go, and I think they had what the number two recruiting class out of the portal. So I think he. I think he puts a little more time in recruiting than maybe we think. Oh, yeah. I got one question for Coach before I go. All right. With the three-point shot being so prevalent today, when they introduced it way back when, how did you have to adjust your coaching style? and How did you learn how to coach so that you could put that within your game plan? I don't know that I adjusted to it real well. I think I think uh, probably I had a couple of three kids that could, shot, could have attempted more threes and I, and I didn't. I was a little bit set on shot selection, um, being being sure we shoot good shots. Uh, I think I was too much on that. I think there there are times if you if you really practice a three point shot uh, the way Alabama does now, you're going to eventually have better three point shooters. So I would say I get a negative on that. I mean, uh, the line used to be a lot closer too, right? Yeah, They've moved it yeah, twice. Yeah, so. Gary Waits. Uh, Gary Waits was a great uh, uh, player for us. Mike Norholz. We had great guards. I was assistant with Norholz was here, but 
uh, Gary Weiss was a good shooter, and we had uh, some good shooters. I look back on it now. Uh, you know, we we uh, when we when we beat, when we beat Tennessee uh, in the finals in Nashville, um, we 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 shot the three. I think a lot more that day, but we just we buried down to the championship in, in Nashville, and um, probably should have shot probably. Probably didn't do a very good job of adjusting the three-point shot uh, the way people do today. So. Thank you, Brady. Thank you. Hey, Stuart, thank you for having me. All right, good, that was a good question. Uh, when that first came out, you know, I think Rick Pitino was the guy that was uh, first taking the most, and people were uh, they were want, people had better low post players then, so you want to play through the low post. You have to also you have to be you have to also be darn sure that while you're working on trying to shoot threes. You're also having to contest further out, and we hung up a lot on contesting threes, and, and really did a pretty good job on that. People, I'll never forget we were going we were going to play Tennessee in the finals that 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 Sunday morning. I got the paper, and uh, the kid that's a great player's daddy was the coach at Tennessee. Said, "God, I hate to play Alabama. They're right in your face all the time." And I knew that we had a great chance to be. I can't think of the kid's name, the coach. coach. Coach coached him, and he was a big scorer and went to the pros. Yeah. All right, we'll take this first break. Reese Davis will join us at the bottom of the hour. Reese is in What's Houston that? today. So look forward to having him on. Two-minute truck out, 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. It's local, out of town, out of state. That's the professional's handling. Moving is stressful. These guys will handle whatever you need. You just need stuff moved around the house. You need a local move. Uh, you need to move within the state or you need to move out of the state or you got friends moving to the area. Give them a call for the free estimate. 205-247-5050. That's two men in a truck movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. Westbound 2059 at McFarland Boulevard. You have a broken down vehicle and uh, motorist assistance is still out on the scene. They're on the left shoulder, though, not blocking any lanes, and we aren't seeing any backup through the area. In fact, the drive along 2059 on the eastbound side from Foster's to Cottondale is still moving nicely. No big accidents or heavy backups to get in your way, at least for the time being. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Wednesday morning, a wind advisory continues for all of West Alabama until 6 tonight. Sustained winds of 15 to 20 miles per hour could gust upwards of 40 miles miles per hour. And that wind over the last couple of days has complicated efforts by the Alabama Forestry Commission to fight some 250 brush and wildfires across the state. That includes six burning this morning in West Alabama, two each in Tuscaloosa, Hale, and Pickens counties. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news. Don Hartley Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy, breezy, and noticeably colder today with periods of rain. Temperatures falling through the 50s. For tonight, clearing with the low at 30 Tomorrow, partly sunny, the high 56. Friday, cloudy, rain at times during the day, the high 57. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 69 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Your home for Alabama Crimson Tide football. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Yellowwood, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer closest to you. And always remember, if it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, 
you don't want. I think a lot of kids now say, I want one of those Jackson Dart deals. Get me one of those private, <laughs> private air deals. I don't, I don't want to go to commercial. I don't want to go through that security line. So, uh, I think some of the top, top players will be looking at what these guys get and they're going to want that as well. All right. To the Yellowwood hotline, get Joe in. Good morning, Joe. Hey, Joe. Good morning. Alan Houston was his name. He went, yeah, had a very good pro career with the yeah. New York Knicks. Just a little quick fact about his daddy. He was the first black basketball, first yeah. black coach at the University Wade. of Tennessee. Yeah. Wade. And, uh, didn't check that score that afternoon too. We busted it. We took, uh, we took Little Rock, dad, before dad came, we took Little Rock to Knoxville, Tennessee and beat Alan Houston and Wade Houston. In Knoxville, in Thompson Bowling, there. Here's a little sidebar on that. Uh, Daddy couldn't get in a country club there in Maryville, and mm. Philip Fulmer, Roy Kramer, and golly, Doug Dickey, all the athletic director, the head football coach, yep. and the commissioner of the SEC were all members at that yeah. country club. Yeah. I heard Richard Hendricks say this week, talk about history. When he was a freshman at Alabama, eight teams from the SEC made the tournament. Seven of the eight won their first round game. Two were in the final four, Florida and LSU, and Florida was the national champion two years in a row. And that's about as strong as strong can be in the conference yeah. right there. But we yeah. tend to forget all about that. Well, their players stay there. there. I know I'm short on time. ACA. Did you watch them? I don't guess you went to the game. I watched, watched it on my phone. Uh, we played ACA earlier in the year. Um, they're good. They played well. I, was, I uh, felt like I'd seen Dessler. They were in the tournament that we played in up in Florence, and I'd seen Dessler play for three days. And uh, I told uh, the coach at ACA, I said, oh, you're going to beat Dessler. Uh, and the game ended up being a little bit closer than I even thought. But uh ACA's starting five. I think they're starting. Well, no, it's not true. They're, they're, uh, inside players a junior. Uh, yeah. and he got 20 rebounds. He's a really high level baseball player as well. He'll play division one baseball. Well, so uh, he needs to play because bless his heart. He can't throw it in the ocean if he's standing on the beach. He was two for six from the line. All these, uh, buckets were, he were putbacks and dunks. You know but you talking that. about it. He got 20 rebounds. <laughs> That's what I mean. He's putting, getting those putbacks. Yeah. But a kid has got the quickest jump, and he's out there playing. He stays in, stays in shape for baseball by doing that. Yeah. That already helped Jack this year with his, all his running, too. But, oh, tell me, where did this coach, ACA, tell me about him? I don't have a clue. Well, Austin hey, Grammer, I uh, actually coached Austin. I'm trying to get him on Friday. He, uh, he was a quarterback there. He played basketball as well. He went to Middle Tennessee, played quarterback at Middle Tennessee. He actually scored a touchdown when they came into Bryant-Denny Stadium and finished his last year or two at West Alabama. Uh, he's the offensive coordinator in football. Uh, Blake Thrasher, uh, who played at Alabama. Blake is the head coach at ACA, and he had some health issues, well, some cancer, I believe, and uh, so... Austin took over the job on an interim basis, and I just texted him and said, you're making this coaching thing look easy. Uh, you're taking on interim basis and you're playing in the state championship. But Austin, was he, he and my son, Blake, are best friends. Uh, and so uh, Austin's a, a good 
good young man, and I'm happy for him. He gets to play for they play. Where is Jackson, Alabama? They're playing Jackson High School. Mobile. Highway, Mobile. Highway 43 before you get, like Wimp said, before you get to Mobile. Well, they, uh, they're they 28-2 and two or something, so that's who they got to play for the state championship on Friday. So Yeah. Anyway. But, but they – so I'm glad to ask you about that kid. So he is a major college baseball prospect. Center fielder. Yes, 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 he is. Got to be, but that, his athletic ability. Gosh. Hines is his last name. Hines. His dad. And is, I tell you, yeah, he's good. That uh, that that guard, he's fearless. Davis. Have you seen the girl this time with Alabama that's, that's going to play Guin for the state championship? I have Did not heard, her? heard a lot of good things about her. I've not seen her. Yeah, you're talking about she, Davis, Davis Dayer is the other kid. He uh. Had a really great football year, and he's uh, he's a relentless little sucker. He's he's good. I think he was MVP of the regional up in uh, Birmingham as well. Hey, Vandy made a profit out on me last night, Wim. Did they? I said they'd win two or three games this year that they shouldn't. They do it every year. Late, he's to beat A and M. Well, I don't know. He's saved his job. I don't know if you need credit for that. Everybody beats Arkansas. <laughs> hey, look, look. Uh, how would you like coaching at Vandy when you see the number one, the leading score on the LSU team was playing for you last year? Yeah. yeah. Number six. And that school is just getting, it's like they're just a high school funneling yeah. into these guys. They've got problems problem behind the scenes. If you're a Vandy uh, yeah. fan, you, you're probably disappointed they won. You're ready to make a change, right? Uh, I guess. I guess if if you really want to get down to it, because it's very similar to Avery Johnson, I hate to say it, but I think he's a lot better coach than Avery Johnson ever thought about being. But anyway, Avery could could recruit. I will say that. Uh, So anyway, thank you, Joe. Thanks, thank y'all. All right, Dad, we'll get to Reese here before we do it. Though, let's tell them about uh, Prince Glover and Hayes. Three four five one two three four is the phone number that I give each and every day. Prince Clover and Hayes will help you through the problems that you have if you have an unwanted accident. If that accident was uh, was avoidable and and people uh, set things in, in the wrong way and hurt you, uh, but it be on the highways or at home or where it might be in your neighborhood, Prince Clover and Hayes will visit with you on telephone. Decide if you need to go further with that. If you do, you go by seven hundred one Rice Mine Road. And the reason uh, that, that this is such an important announcement or, or advertisement is that it's been so successful because you're a little bit lost as to what you need to do. People have come after you, you had unwanted uh, injury, which wasn't necessary, and you need some restitution for that. So Prince Glover and Hayes, 345-1234. PrinceLaw.net is the website. I always remember, if they don't win, you don't pay. You listen to Tide 100.9, it's the home of Alabama sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Townsend. Inside the locker room with Wimpin Berry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room, Yellowwood. If you want to build that five-star backyard, go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. 
Uh, we appreciate. It. I think we got Reese on. He's uh, he's traveling here. Yeah, Justin's I'm talking to him here. So, uh, he's him. busy. He's busy. Is that, is that him? All right, we get right to the Yellowwood yep. Hotline uh, from Muscle Shoals, yeah. Alabama. Who's the most famous person in Muscle Shoals area? Is it Reese Davis, Reese, or is it Wimp Sanders? No, it's Reese Davis. Uh, let me let me say for Reese even answers that. Reese Davis has got to the top of the mountain, but the thing about him. Is he stayed there? Yeah. I mean, you know, you get to the top of the mountain sometime in his profession, and you 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 dwindle down a little bit because other people come in. Reese Davis got there and stayed there, so don't be asking that question. Who's the Thanks. most famous what? guy in Muscle Shoals, Reese? <laughs> Mark Mark Sears. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Good job, Reese. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good job. I appreciate yeah. you doing that. You up? <laughs> you. That's the reason you're at the top of the cotton ticket now. Mark Sears. Let's talk about Mark Sears a little bit, uh, Reese. Why is he not getting more national attention? I think Jeff Goodman is here. He wasn't even on the award of winning, I guess it's the Koozie Award. Maybe he is on it now. But this guy should, should be right there to be SEC Player of the Year. Uh, talk a little bit about Muscle Shoals, uh, uh, the Muscle Shoals product there. I really, I think that the game Saturday night, not the be-all, end-all, but that should really go a long way toward determining uh, whether he or Connect are SEC Player of the Year. Yeah, I mean, both have had sensational seasons, but you know, it's um, he's carried Alabama in a lot of a lot of situations. While some other guys have sort of found their way and maybe have had some ups and downs, he's been consistent every night, even at his size. On the rare occasion when maybe the perimeter shot's not going got an uncanny ability to get to the basket and um, I, I think he he has he was good last year but he has improved so much this year that I, I think he's having uh you know maybe not first team but at least somewhere in contention for first team all-american season yeah that um, I, we appreciate you being on. I know game day a little bit different for basketball than it is football. We won't. We'll talk about that. We have time later. But uh, you're surrounded by Duke people. Uh, Jay'd like to find a, maybe a little bit of an argument there with with stuff. And uh, it's really a really a good group. You you kind of lead the group. But tell our listeners kind of how, how you handle game day on, in basketball. Well, I think the thing is, coaches, you just want to be prepared to be in the conversation. We don't use a teleprompter. We don't use script. Um, and that's because uh, all of my colleagues, with the exception of Andrea, can't read. But uh, other than that, um, uh, we just, you know, we try to talk about ball. We certainly have an outline, and um, you know, which we call a rundown that talks about the subject matter we're going to hit. But basically, it's you, um, you know, you want to be involved in the conversation challenge at the right point. And, you know, understand that it's okay to disagree sometimes. So everybody's really good about that. Um, you know, Jay and Seth have a ton of experience in the game. Jay Will and Andrea as well. Um, you know, so we sort of span the generations among, uh, among the three of us, Jay and Seth and, uh, and myself. And then, uh, Andrea is the youngest and Jay Will sort of the middle aged guy, I guess. There. Talk a little bit about what's going to happen. It's a little bit different time frame. I think they open the doors at 10. You guys are going to be in there from 11 to 12. Talk about what's going to happen on Saturday, Reese. Well, it's going to be a little bit different, Barry, because we are just an hour this week. After the Super Bowl, typically we go to two hours, but we're an hour, but we're on ABC. 
Okay. So it'll be, you know, we'll be not just previewing the Alabama-Tennessee game, but we'll, you know, Baylor and Kansas play on Saturday. Uh, we'll have some features. We'll try to capture the flavor around Tuscaloosa, and we'll have a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of great guests coming on to join us as well. And, you know, I just really think it's important from a visual standpoint and from a momentum standpoint that the crowd shows up. And I realize it's a big ask because it's a long time before tip-off, but we'll make it worth your while. You have a chance to win $19,000 if somebody can hit a half-court shot, so, which, they, uh, which they did at UConn last week, and they uh, also did uh, at Kansas this year. So, you know, I think it's really important to the program to show what great support that uh, Alabama basketball has. I mean, they're trying to win, what, their third SEC in the last four years. Yeah. I mean, that's really impressive. And I know that so far, from what I understand, there's been a, a real groundswell of uh, support of people trying to make this a great scene and a great morning. And we'll certainly do our part by, you know, engaging with the fans and, and having, a, having a great show. Well, I think, you know, the country will learn that Alabama's the second winning this basketball program in the SEC. I don't think a lot of people know that, do they, Reese? I, I don't, I don't think so. And it's, uh, you know, whether, you know, whether it's in sheer Wednesday have been the most, um, these two teams actually, Alabama and Tennessee have been the, you know, most consistent challengers to Kentucky over the years. So I think, um, I think they'll learn a lot about it. You know, I'll just try not to get into, some long soliloquy talking about Leon Douglas and Mule King. But as long as I don't do that, that should be okay. Yeah. Well, of course, I had Rick Barnes for a year. Came came in and worked for us for a year and did a good job. And and uh, he's, his team is really, you know, he's gone, gone forward after he left us, been to a lot of different places. And, of course, Nate has, has come in as a little bit of an unknown and done a terrific job. So these two coaches going against each other, the, the players do the playing. No doubt about it, but uh, a little bit interesting to to see what's happened in the past. Yeah, I I agree. I think um, I mean these two guys, Rick's been great for a long time. I think Nate is a rising star, if not a risen one, in coaching. I mean he's super smart. And I think the one of the most impressive things about this is if you stop and think about it, with the way college basketball is, is you know, it's Alabama, as I mentioned, trying to win the SEC for the third time in four years. And he's pretty much done it with three completely different teams. Been minimal carryover from, you know, the first one to do it with Herb Jones to last year's team. And there's some carryover certainly with Mark, but, um, you know, there's not as much carryover as one would expect. And his ability to put together a roster and make them competitive quickly, um, is really, is really impressive. He's, he's a, he's a good dude. He's an impressive dude. And he's obviously a brilliant coach. Well, we're talking uh, with Reese Davis. Reese, uh, let's rewind, I don't know, a month or two ago. I can't even remember when Coach uh, shocked the world. I don't think he really told anybody because it would have gotten out that he was retiring. I think you were the first guy to come in and do uh, a sit-down interview with him. Maybe talk about what his demeanor was. And then uh, then we learn here, I guess maybe a month ago, that he is going to be on game day with you guys. Kind of what will his role be with you guys there? It, it will be awesome. Yeah, it's, we're really looking forward to having him with us. I mean, he's, he's a gifted communicator, really understands television, and it goes without saying that he, you know, <laughs> can communicate football quite well. I mean, he's the greatest college football coach to ever live, in my judgment. And, you know, so I think that he's going to bring a layer to the show that will, that, that fans will like. 
He's got a great personality. He's good with, um, you know, he's good with us. He's, he, you know, he likes to bust our chops. And yeah. He's going to fit in from a chemistry standpoint, um, you know, perfectly. So we're excited to have him. But as far as his demeanor, you know, that day, you know, I, I think probably the best way um, to describe it would be resolved. You know, he had, he had resolved it in his mind that he had made the right decision. And, you know, I'm sure, and, you know, Coach, I know you'll know this too, there will be, I'm sure there will be moments, uh, you know, for a while of bu- buyer's remorse, for lack of a better way to put it. Because when you put so much of your life into something like that and then it comes time for a change, I mean, you're, you're not human if you don't miss it. He's going to miss it. Um, but I think that, you know, my perception of his um, demeanor that day is that he was resolved and convinced that the time was right for him. And, you know, we're just we're thrilled to death that he's going to be with us. I think, he's, you know, I think he's going to, going to just be sensational. Do you believe that uh, he had two speeches when he hung up with his wife said, I got to figure out which one I'm going to give? I mean, it was it that close to him? Uh, where he was making that decision, then decided I, and just went with it. I I do I do believe I do believe that because that's what he told me. You know, and so I you know I I don't have you know I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that uh, Barry, but I would say one thing is, and because I'm not certainly not inside his brain nor my family, but you know I think the thing the way I took that was that. He felt like it was the right time to give the speech that he ultimately gave. But in that, in that moment, you know, if he got to a point where I, I can't do this, you know, yeah. I, I just can't quite do this, then he had, an, he had another one ready. And I do, I do think that he was, you know, talking to Miss Terry and contemplating about, okay, am I certain? Because that's one of those decisions in life that if you, well, first of all, there's no going back on it. But even if you think, oh, I can, you know, in 10 hours change my mind, uh, you've changed everything almost to an inalterable state. So you have to be convinced. And I, I really think that's where he was. But I do think it was extraordinarily difficult. He had both of them ready if needed. Yeah. That. How difficult is it to organize game day? I, I know behind the scenes you got organizers and people that, that help you get you know, Ray. I know you y'all have your questions and maybe your your talk before you get on. But is it uh, easy, difficult, uh, unknown as to what somebody's going to say? How does that work? Well, yeah, we don't. I don't know what you know what they're going to say. Just from our conversations during the week, I might have an idea about how guys feel about things. Yeah. But it's sort of the best way to describe it is constant, and I think that's really the only way to do it. Um, and by constant, I mean you can't just say. And maybe some shows do this, but I can't do it this way. And I don't think that I, I know that you know, no one on game day really does it this way. You can't really show up and have them hand you a rundown and say, hey, this is what we're going to talk about. It just it doesn't work. You sort of have to live it throughout the week and have constant communication and conversations. I talk to our producers um, every day because I sort of I want to be involved in the in the organization, the creation of what we do. Um, I don't, I don't want to just be, you know, be the guy that goes there. Like they make fun of me because I get mad if they say tee up an analyst because, because I always say, 
look, I'll be involved in the conversation. I'll lead the way. But if you need someone just to tee up and say, hey, you know, Kirk, hey, Jay Billis, what do you think about this? I said, go hire a trained CEO. I said, I've got stuff I can do. Anybody can do that. You know, so it takes in order to be able to do that in a way I think that's good for the people at home, you have to be involved in it and be be constantly um, constantly in the mix of what the subject matter is going to be uh, throughout the entire week. And then when you're prepared, when those moments come up, like uh, uh, the master of those unexpected moments, you know, Pat McAfee, you're, you know, you're ready, you know, and, and unless and, unless there's some type of reference with which you're unfamiliar, then, then maybe uh, you just roll with it and, and go into dad mode. So, you know, do it that way. Uh, all right. Tell our listeners, I, I, I'd like to know this. When do you take? When do you t- personally take time off? After the NFL draft, um, I'm like I'm in. The, I'm right now. I'm walking through the uh, beautiful, spectacular rental car garage in Houston after doing okay. a Cincinnati and Houston game last night. Okay. Um, and then you know, pretty much after the Final Four this this year with the way the calendar's going, it's only about three weeks until the NFL draft. So after the NFL draft, it'll slow down. There will be some things that. You know, I'm involved with it uh, you know, in terms of game day promotion, stuff like that, and some other outside projects that I'll have things to do. But that's usually the time is uh, right after the draft until it starts uh, getting time to really dig into a threat for game day football. You know, one thing, it, 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 I'm on a show with Greg McElroy, who's pretty smart, and he says that uh, the teams that are one and two and get all these buys in football is going to hurt them. Because it's going to be a long time between games. Uh, I've tried to I've tried to figure that out, but uh, it's something you might think. I'm sure you've already thought about it. But uh, he, he he claims that if you're the you know you pick number one, you got a long time before you play games. I think I, you'd still I rather have the buy though, wouldn't you, Reese? Yeah, I, I think you'd still rather have the buy, right? I guess, Greg. Well, I, yeah, <laughs> I I think I think you'd rather have the buy. Um, I wish no one had them. You know, if you're going to do this, I, I think. You're going to expand it eight or sixteen, you know, probably the way to go. But um, it's, um, you know, I think all things considered, here's here's the here's the example I've used. Let's say, for instance, what if we had, um, you know, a sixteen team playoff the year that Auburn won the national championship with Cam Newton, and Auburn had had to play, you know, some belt team in the first round or something like that. You know, somebody you know, clearly they were better than. But um, Cam sprains his ankle, can't play. Okay, well, now all you've really done is throw is throw a pothole out in the middle of the road for teams who have earned the right to be in the spot. So yeah. I think because of that, you'd rather have the buy because, first of all, anybody can step on a rake, hit themselves in the face, and lose a game. You know, I mean, you can – people you, – you lose sometimes. It happens. You know, so you, you avoid that if you get the buy. And then you also avoid, you know, key injuries, which can, you know, be devastating too at certain times of year. So I think you'd rather have the buy, but I do understand what Greg's talking about. Yeah. Maurice, we know you got to go. All right. One last question. Um, we had Jay on yesterday and I asked him about the differences between collectors and NILs. And you guys, I know you have private talks with these coaches. I'm not asking you to say which coach, but these guys got to be frustrated with, with the current state of, uh, college football and basketball recruiting. I mean, they don't know how, how to recruit these guys, how to, how much money to offer, what to do. This collectives, I, I understand NIL, but how did the collectives get into this thing? Well, I, I think 
because of that. It's just a, a way of recruiting. And, you know, it's just, um, it has, it has become a real challenge for them. But, you know, it's, it's sort of the cost of doing business right now. I think ultimately the player is going to wind up being some manner of employee and there will be some type of employment contract because most of the coaches that I've talked to, and I know you guys talked to a bunch of them, it's not so much that as it is because of the lack of structure, you know, okay, you come to a come to an agreement, but then almost immediately the agreement either isn't satisfactory or someone on the outside offering a better agreement. And so that's what they're I think that's what's causing the most frustration. More so certainly more so I haven't run across any coach who um saying that the players shouldn't get anything. You know, I I haven't run across anyone who said that. Yeah. But I think it's more it's more the constant nature of it as opposed to a situation where, okay, we got the financial aspect resolved, we got this resolved, this is what you've agreed to, what you know, our collective or NIL, what they're going to do. So that's that. You know, and, and we're and we're set, you know, until the end of the agreement. And the fact that it's not really that way uh, has been the thing that has frustrated a lot of folks. All right, where are you going to take Billis to dinner? We asked him that. What's what's the go-to spot in Tuscaloosa? He says you ought to know it. Where are you taking him to eat? Uh, I'm I'm just I know it's not very uh, newsworthy to people in Tuscaloosa, but I'm a Chuck Fish guy. Now Five's awesome, but I, I love Chuck. Yeah, man. I I try to go there every time I come to Tuscaloosa. <laughs> so yeah, looking forward. To you got to take them to Archie Balls too, though, so they can see that, oh. that that's an experience in itself, uh, Reese. Well, they can't yeah, eat you know all day. <laughs> yeah. I should, I should, I should take Billis to Archibald just because Billis needs Archibald in his life. Yeah, he, he would be a big hit at Archie Balls. So take him. <laughs> <Yeah. you know. laughs> they can they can start arguing the time he got through the door. And you're right. Uh, it's Mark Sears. Then I don't know who's second. You or Dad? Probably, probably you. But, uh, <laughs> I think it's I think it's your dad. I don't want I don't want to be. I'm not there. <laughs> so, Too old. Thank you. Safe travels, Thank my man. Thank you. It. Thanks, All right, Thank you. All right, bye bye. All right, there's Reese Davis with ESPN Game Day. You know, I imagine. Uh, you know how Coach Saban prepares. Somebody told me he's up there like watching film now, getting ready for game day. Would that so even surprise? You know he's going to be so thorough in his preparation for game day. Uh, well, but, but he will be loose. That would be fun. I think he does cut up with those guys at Buster Chops, which is a probably a side of the people don't see a coach. Yeah, I think he'll, he'll do great. He'll be excited to do it because he'll – he want to stay busy. I think he's the kind of guy that likes to stay busy, and that'll certainly give him that opportunity. The biggest thing is uh, the wife is uh, a little bit uh, behind the scenes. That won't be good. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll take this break. Up at the phone lines, anybody uh, wants to comment on what Reese had to say there, 205-342-9904. You're listening to Tide 100.9, 12.30 a.m. WTBC. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center. We have picked up a small problem in Ecola. This is on Highway 171 southbound past Boone Camp Road. Accident there is not causing any major backups, but you do have authorities on scene trying to get that one contained. No big problems on 2059. You're still moving at posted speeds between Foster's and Cottondale. And if you're traveling 69 up from Hale County as well, no big problems there. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy, breezy, and noticeably colder today with periods of rain. Temperatures falling through the 50s. For tonight, clearing with the low at 35. Tomorrow, partly sunny, the high 56. Friday, cloudy, rain at times during the day, the high 57. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 69 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Need to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Then subscribe to our YouTube channel for exclusive content. On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Yellowwood, pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want to go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. I think you sound like to me, Justin, so you need to get your buddies out there. They're a little bit worried about the crowd. <laughs> uh, Whether it being a different time, uh, you know, the 11 o'clock uh, deal, the doors open at 10, then they, then they get you out of there, then the doors open back up at 5.30. Uh, are you hearing any buzz about game day being here? I, I think people need to be educated on the time uh, to make sure this doesn't look bad now if you come in there and there's nobody in there. Yeah, that that, that late game, the late tip-off is definitely going to hurt, I think. I've heard I've heard a little bit of buzz, nothing crazy. I think there is going to be a decent crowd there. I know the Crimson uh, Chaos typically are organized pretty well and, and show out. Yeah, I'm sure they'll uh, get word out on campus. And you get a chance, to, somebody's going to get a chance to shoot a half-court shot and win $19,000. So uh, that maybe, maybe we could get you to shoot the half-court shot for the 19K. Yeah, I might make five dollars. I couldn't get it there, I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, but hopefully, there will be a good uh, crowd out there. Just uh, man, to come in here and only have a show for one hour, but it's going to be on ABC, which we learned, uh, which that'll be uh, be good. But it is a big game uh, with Alabama and Tennessee. But we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, what's your thoughts on this uh, Auburn at Tennessee game? The line on this game, Dad. Uh, it's six and a half. Uh, you know, Tennessee's obviously uh, playing for a number one seed, not in the SEC tournament, in the uh, an overall number one seed. Do you see them uh, handling uh, Auburn tonight? Yeah, I do. I think Tennessee uh, plays awfully hard at home and plays better offensively than other. After connect, um, getting his abilities, that people really bow down on him and really get after him at. Uh, now that he's so good, uh, that may affect him a little bit. Uh, he's going to shoot it regardless. But um, I think uh, I think they, they play hard nose defense pretty good, and they they are they're moving pretty good offensively. I think I don't know that they have the kind of shooting team that's going to go on the road, and then, of course not on the road tonight, but to go on the road and and beat South Carolina. Uh, they haven't beaten them yet, and then we've got Kentucky coming in, who's you know playing up and down, playing better certainly than they did against the LSU's. So I think Tennessee has a tough, tougher of the group to play. Ole Miss and Alabama will be somewhat difficult tonight, but Alabama will probably be okay there, and uh, then has to go to Florida. So it's going to be uh, probably Alabama with a one-game win, a one-game lead when it's over, or. Or tied one of the two. Yeah, yeah. Alabama uh, at Ole Miss tonight. Alabama six and a half point favorite. 
uh, in the game uh, tonight. The other games are real fast. Uh, Florida, the big favorites at home now. Uh, yeah. Missouri, Florida, yeah. uh, 13.5 point favorite, obviously, Florida there. And South Carolina, big game. South Carolina at Texas A&M. Big game. A&M, uh, A&M wins that. Who, who's, who's the favorite? Aggies are five and a half point favorite. Yeah, uh, can you believe that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That just shows you home court. Yeah, five and a half point favorite. But <laughs> the home teams have been losing here lately. Uh, yeah, a little bit. But, so. you know, to think that to think of South Carolina is where they are and has, has gone to Ole Miss and beaten them pretty good and, and beat Tennessee and Kentucky. And here they are going to A&M, who can't beat anybody much. Uh, and they're they're five and a half point dog. All right, uh, we had an app message from David. He uh, sent me an article that Mark Sears now is on the Oscar Robertson Trophy and the All American Watch List, so he deserves it. So good, thank you for that, David. And Paulie also sent on the app message and said that's where Jackson was. It's about sixty five miles north of Mobile. You listen to Tide one hundred point nine to see home of Alabama sports. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Eddie Garcia. News from the NFL, where the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs informed corner Legereus Sneed they intend to use the franchise tag on him, but they will allow Sneed to speak with other teams about a possible trade. NBA games of note, Celtics beat the 76ers 117-99. Boston and NBA best 46-12 in the season. They've won nine in a row. Timberwolves top the Spurs 114-105, while the Thunder down the Rockets 112-95. Minnesota and Oklahoma City are both still tied for the top spot in the Western Conference, both at 41-17. and Cavaliers stunned the Mavericks 121 to 119 on a Max Struess 59 foot buzzer beater to win it. Dallas's Luka Doncic 45 points, 14 assists in a losing effort. Pelicans over the Knicks in New York 115 to 92. College basketball new number one Houston a 67 59 winner over Cincinnati. BYU goes on the road, knocks off number seven Kansas 76 68. Number 16 Kentucky escapes with a 91 89 win over Mississippi State. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. All-State Insurance agent Andrew Knipper. Andrew is my agent. Let him become yours. He's at a 4705 McFarland Boulevard Suite 3 over in Norport. You're looking for home, life, auto. you got the backing of All-State. you got the local uh, people with Andrew and his staff that can help you here locally when you need something. 205-722-9201. Andrew Knipper, All-State. They also have a Facebook page. You can go... Look that right up. All right, get right to the Andrew Knifer hotline uh, and talk a little Tuscaloosa Toyota. Go out to Skyland Boulevard and get Justin Troll in. Good morning, Justin. How are you? Hey, Justin. Man, I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're good. We're good. Uh, tell us uh, anything special going on over there. Is it just same old, same old at Tuscaloosa Toyota? Man, we're having a 
probably uh, one of the biggest months in February that we've, we've ever had. You know, I, I would consider November and February one of the two, if you want to just characterize a, a, a slower month, I would say November and February would be those months. But with all the incentives and stuff that Toyota has put on these 24 model cars, right now we've sold 294 cars this month in a, in a slower month. Um, probably one of our biggest Februaries we've ever had. It has been absolutely amazing. And I think it's a lot of the credit goes to, you know, the, the, the Toyota in general for the incentives that they released. I think it's the way we price our cars. We price them to sell, not what we hope to get because we're not in love with any of them. And then I think we were talking yesterday. I think our website is really, really helps navigate the waters and make it easy for the consumer and the customer. And, and I'll tell you this, look, be, be looking in the next 10 days to 14 days. We're going to re, we're going to even make that website better. You'll see a total, you'll see a difference. Not that I thought we needed to. We're always looking for ways to get better. So we've revamped it to make it even easier than it already is. So we're looking forward to that as well. So, you know, it's a lot of things that play into that when you have months like this. And, you know, um, we're just thankful and thankful for our loyal customers and, um, for the people that give us a shot at Tuscaloosa Toyota. Yeah, that website is uh, TuscaloosaToyota.com, and you're right. You can pretty much do everything uh, right there on the website. You can look at what's on the lot. You can look at what's coming. You can look at your uh, pre-owned, your used inventory on there. You can schedule a service. Just talk about all the benefits of this website. Yeah, absolutely. You'll see it change over the next few days and even change for the better. I think it's fabulous like it is, but... You know, it's so easy to go on there and, and go in our search bar and just, you know, if you've got a thought of what you might be looking for, you just put that in and the search bar, just hit search, it takes you right to it. You know, I, I actually rented a car to go to Atlanta this past weekend from us and, you know, just kind of navigating to see how that works. It's so easy. You can rent a car. You can rent it by the hour. You can rent a vehicle from us for a week, a day. It doesn't matter. You can do a lot of that right there through our website. You can get pre-approved for a car. You can set your service up. I mean, you just do so many things. I mean, basically, you can do, you know, 98% of buying the vehicle right there on our website. So, and, and, and it's not just our website. You know, a lot of people like to come in person and, and do things in person. We have a lot of people that do that. And uh, we greet you at the door the right way and, and, and get you taken care of. So, if you want to do it that way, you know, we'll, we'll get you taken care of, you know, either way you want. Anything on the website about how to turn the car off? Well, I mean, you know, YouTube YouTube has, has blessed us with how to build a house, how to, you know, fix a motor in a car. So, you know, all you got to do is. I thought I'd turn it off. You pushed the button, yeah. right? You just pushed the button. Yeah, but it was going to be, you know, he's got a hybrid now. He's on a different platform than many people. So he could leave that car running, you know, during the game and really. And, not I, and I did. And it'll be, yeah, and it'll be heated up. He can lock the car. Hey, Barry, let me tell you this. You can take. These vehicles at Toyota, these 24 models and stuff, you can do everything by your phone. If Wimp is sitting in Coleman Coliseum, um, say it's cold Saturday night when we play Tennessee, he can start his car an hour before the game's over with. He can start his car. He can unlock the car. He can from his he can seat? Do whatever. He can start he can it from his seat? He can start it from his seat, and he can set the temperature settings. If he wants his heated seats on, if he wants the temperature, the defroster, he can do all that by his phone. And by the time he walks out to the car, he's ready to go. And, and the doors, you know, when he cranks it, 
he can keep doors locked. So you don't have to worry about anybody yeah. doing it. So yeah. This technology I'm going to let you teach him how to do all that, uh, Justin. Well, I'll have Jack He's coming to me. see me. Hey, huh? he's at his next. He's at his. It's time for a service, so he's coming to yeah. see me. So right. Well, show him I'm how to put that on his it. phone where he yeah, can start Yeah, I'd like seat. to know that myself. Starting from a seat. Well, he's cold. coming. That's a pretty hey, good feature he, there. Yeah. Hey, look, he's coming to not only do that, but I mean, he's going to produce these videos for us, him and Michael Anderson. So we don't have to be there to do all the instructional stuff. So oh, when they get right. finished signing paperwork, that's they'll right. watch an instructional video that that will oh, that will yeah, going to be right. Is that going to be, be on the new website? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm yeah, saying. That's yeah. part of the new website. How to open the door? Of, yeah. Well, it's going to you know it'll be it'll be a, it'll be a drop down bar and it'll be Wimp's instructional yeah. videos. They'll be showing you how to open the door. There you go. Well, Justin, if y'all selling that many cars, you got to get back. You need to get back to work. Somebody's already standing out there ready to buy one right now. So uh we'll appreciate you being on, and uh we look forward to visiting again with you next week to see how many y'all end up selling for the month. That's right. Y'all have a great day. And, uh, All right. Thanks, we'll Justin. See where we finish next week. Thank you, Justin. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Back down to the Andrew Knifer hotline who's been patiently holding get Philip in. Good morning, Philip. Morning. Good morning, y'all. How you doing? Good. Good. Good, good. Hey, you know, this, uh, this Jackson Dart NIL deal, I'll tell you what is impressive to me about that. That's not a, um, a get rich quick NIL deal while you're in college. That, you know, that kid is showing some foresight and some, a lot of good thinking towards the future. That, that's something that, that, that Jackson can use after college potentially, potentially. That's why that's such a great deal that he got. Yeah. So. People that weren't listening in the first hour, uh, Jackson Dart signed an NIL deal with Nicholas Ayer. Uh, so he has access to Nicholas Ayer's fleet of private jets for travel, training, and philanthropy. So, uh, if he, I don't know how many hours he gets. Uh, you think he has to pay taxes on that? I would imagine so. Yes, sir. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. yep. I don't see how he can afford it. But, yeah. um, on the other things, yesterday when I called, I was, I was sort of predicting the, um, the order of finish in the SEC basketball, but I left out something. Um, if Auburn beats Tennessee tonight, they're going to win the SEC. They are? They are what? Yeah. If Auburn, if, beat- if Auburn wins the SEC, if, if Auburn beats Tennessee tonight, they're going to win the SEC. Or, That'll put them eleven and four, and then they got Mississippi State at Missouri, Georgia at home, so they probably would win those. So that would what put them at fourteen and four. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's not getting a whole lot of talk. Everybody's um, on our side is talking about game day and everything, but we've got a lot of work to do to uh, stay in the picture. But that's going to be a huge game tonight for Auburn. If they if they win that game, I think they're going to win the ACC outright because I think Tennessee's got room for for one or two more trip ups after that. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, Tennessee's finish. They, uh, I think Alabama's got a tough finish too. Going down to Florida is not going to be Tennessee's got the toughest finish. Uh, going they down sure to do. Florida's not. They got uh, let's see, Tennessee's got Auburn tonight. And then they come here, obviously, throughout the weekend, and they got to go to South Carolina, and they finish up with Kentucky, a hot Kentucky team at home. So, you know, I would probably agree with you guys on that. Uh, I think they'll beat South Carolina, uh, even though the game is in Columbia. But uh, we'll see about this weekend. Uh, I'll be interested what that line is. Uh, I'm sure Alabama will be favored, but it won't be much 
Yeah. It, it won't be much. Where they play defense, it won't be much. Uh, I would say Alabama finishes the regular season uh, two and two, and they better be darn careful. It's not one and three. Two and two. So he's got them beating uh, Arkansas and who? Barely Ole Miss. Yeah, so they're a six and a half point favorite. They'll uh, travel over to Oxford night. Kind of a later game, eight o'clock tip tonight uh, over. That ain't good. <laughs> you don't like that? No, sir. Uh, I got you. And uh, I mean, I'm you know Alabama has a tough time over there, especially in the old arena, which. I forgot the name of that old room they had, but um, I think they have a tough. They, they've laid some eggs in this new one too. But uh, I remember the old days, Alligator Alley in Gainesville, and, and the old Miss Arena. They were they were tough. What was that arena called? I've been in that arena so many times, I can't think of the I, name of it. I can't remember the name of the old old, old Miss Arena. You made me. We first it. started playing at Old Miss. They didn't even have that. They had uh, they had an arena upstairs in one of the one of the buildings. Uh, it's quite a tad pad. This is before the tad pad. <laughs> I forgot about the tad. tad pad. was awful. That place was awful. I was a sister back then. It was bad. That was bad, but nothing worse than Alligator Alley. What about Alligator Alley seat? 4,000? Alligator Alley was tough to play in. Uh, oh. It was real tough. So, that was uh, bad. Yeah. Thank you, Philip. Thank you. Y'all be good. All right. Uh, it was. Get to break here. Russell Biven. Russell is the best guest. You don't even have to call Russell. He calls you about two or three minutes early, so he's ready to roll. So we'll take this break and we'll talk a little Tennessee hoops. Even though you got Ole Miss tonight, we can look ahead. Uh, we'll also talk about the uh, Auburn-Tennessee game with uh, Russell and see uh, what he thinks about the game tonight. And also about Tennessee traveling here. Uh, two Tuscaloosa for the weekend. Just the tide 100.9 and 1230 AM WTBC is the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the towns of Nissan Traffic Center. We have picked up a traffic light malfunction in a pretty busy area in Tuscaloosa. It's Veterans Memorial at 13th Avenue. Also, our accident in Ecola still working southbound 171 at Boone Camp Road, but we're not seeing a whole lot of backup there. One area it is backing up is northbound 69 approaching Skyland Boulevard with traffic trying to get into T-Town for the morning. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. This report road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Tide 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy, breezy, and noticeably colder today with periods of rain. Temperatures falling through the 50s. For tonight, clearing with the low at 35. Tomorrow, partly sunny, the high 56. Friday, cloudy, rain at times during the day, the high 57. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 71 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Royal Cleaners, they want to make your life easy. They'll come right to you, pick up all the cleaning, get it all cleaned up, hung up, pressed. Deliver it right back. If you want to drop off 2002 University Boulevard, 4851 Rice Mine Road, I got 
location on Bridge Avenue over in Northport. For all your cleaning needs, just give them a call. They'll set you right up, 205-391-0034. Justin, it is a five-star Wednesday when you can have uh, Reese Davis and you have Justin. Then we get to go now up to Knoxville, Tennessee. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And bringing in our good friend, Russell Biven. <laughs> good morning, Russell. You're good continuing, morning, you're, you're continuing our five-star day today. <laughs> hey, Russell. Hey, I'll take it. I'll <laughs> take it. What's up, Coach? You okay? Doing good. Big, uh, a lot of excitement here in Knoxville as Auburn comes to town tonight. Bruce Pearl comes back and take on a pretty good Tennessee team tonight. Uh, Tennessee, uh, a lot better at home than they are on the road, or is I'm not wrong about that? No, you're, you're, you know, you're right about that. And, you know, they talk about that internally is we want to play the same on the road as we do at Thompson Bowling Arena and try to match that energy. And, you know, it's tough when you go on the road in the SEC and, you know, they've, run, they've won a lot of road games, but it, they are definitely more difficult to beat uh, at Thompson Bowling Arena, no doubt. Who, who can, uh, who can score besides connect that, I mean, on, on a regular basis to really, I know the guards, are hard to defend, there's no doubt about it, up and down a little bit. Who, who is, in your opinion, you know, you know more about it than I do? Uh, who's, well, who's, two you, and th- who's two and three scoring-wise? Uh, well, I'll tell you, Ziegler, uh, the point guard, you know, you wouldn't think of him as a score, but he has really upped his points um, as the season has gone on. So he has become definitely become a scorer. Um, Santiago is the one that's kind of dropped off a little bit. You know, the lefty that shot a lot of threes. Well, he's been yeah, there, Russell. Many. He's been there about 12 years. How does he still have eligibility? He, he, I know. You know what? He's only, uh, I think he's only 21. <laughs> and I think the way that is, is he went to, uh, I think the NBA Academy, the high school academy, because he's from overseas. Yeah. Uh, when he, when he was younger. So did one of those academy deals, but it, yeah, it does feel like he's been here a long time, but great young man. You'd love him. Um, but, uh, you know, the big guy, um, underneath, uh, Jonas Adu, uh, has gotten a lot of points lately, about seven, one. So you got Zakai Jonas, and then, um, Josiah Jonas James, uh, or Josiah James. When he shows up, he's at, that third score that can get you about 16, 17 points. But, you know, that's where the difference, the the fine line is between winning and losing with Tennessee is the guys that show up that can score besides Dalton Connect. Do they have a, do they have a big advantage or a big crowd that I I had up and down uh, at the SEC tournament? Is that it? Because it's in Nashville. Is that a, I didn't know if it was or not. I can't remember. They do. They do. Yeah, they have a, a lot of folks get go to it, obviously, from this area and from the Nashville area and then come up from Memphis. So they they have a good good crowd there for, for the SEC tournament. Uh, you know, the thing about Tennessee is I don't think they get enough credit for their defense. Like, if you hold Alabama to 71 points, then you're playing some pretty serious, especially as quick as they shoot it, uh, the game in Knoxville. Uh, was 91 71. Um, they seem to be able to kind of guard their perimeter guys and keep them from the penetrating and pitching. I know, uh, Coach Barnes puts a lot of stock on defense. Just talk about this team defensively. In big time. I'll tell you something funny. One of the Kansas players in the beginning of the year came up to Coach Barnes in warm up pregame. Said, Coach, I want, he was talking to the official. Okay. Coach was. And the kid came up and said, Coach, 
I would never play for you and walk back in the line. And coach said, wait, what? Come here. What is this all about? You know, I'm talking to you never play for me. He goes, coach, I would never play for a coach who would make me play as hard on defense as you. <laughs> Ain't happening. <laughs> and he got back in line. Well, this was quite that, a kick you know, Kansas as players. It was what it was a Kansas player. Yeah. It was the big kid that used to be at, at Michigan. I got that you. Really knocked Tennessee out a couple of years ago in the NCAA tournament. But it was pretty funny. But you know, yeah. he that's his emphasis. He puts it on defense, and he doesn't. It's not just effort. It is he is very big on the technique of defense, where you're supposed to be on defense. I mean, constant, constant film. And the kid who has gotten light years better is is connect. I mean, when you look at him in the beginning of the season, if you know the game you're thinking this guy can't guard anybody. And that's one of the reasons he came to Tennessee. He wanted to be held accountable and be able to play defense. And you look at him now, he's a good defensive player. He's not great, but he's a good defensive player that still gets you 24 points a game. It's incredible. You know, a lot of those guys that are the highest scorer on the team might not be the best defensive player, but he's playing pretty good defense. But he has got guys on that team, Ziegler, Mayshack comes off the bench that can flat out shut people down. And I mean, when I say shut them down, I mean, shut them down two, four points. So, you know, they still rely on that defense big time. Where is the, where is he going in the draft? Connect. I think he's going to be a lottery pick. Wow. So he was in Northern Colorado. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. He was, uh, he came to Tennessee for a visit, was going to go to North Carolina, came to Tennessee and never visited North Carolina. Hmm. NIL. So. Uh, talk about this NIL <laughs> well, thing going he, on up he, in he, Knoxville. He, um, yeah. you know, um, the administration, the president and all, they dug in, uh, when the NCAA came after them, much different than, and I understand the Jeremy Pruitt situation. They were trying to help the NCAA yeah. there here. Uh, they felt like they were in the right, and so they dug in. Uh, just talk about uh, kind of what happened there. Yeah, what they, you know, they felt like the NCAA was trying to come after them for rules that were really cloudy, and um, those are the NIL rules, which we have talked about, are very cloudy, and a lot, of, you know, who knows what's going on with it, and even the NCAA could not come up with a good answer in court. It was almost embarrassing their response actually in the courtroom of the NIL and can you, when can you reach out to a player and when can you not? And when can a company have time? They couldn't answer it. And so Tennessee won the case. And so what has happened with that coach is now for this, this period of time, it is, we talk about wild West. It's complete wild West right now, but it's going to force whether it's the NCAA disappearing and, and some other, organization being created it will force rules to be put in place that will make it a lot better so for this short short term it's going to be crazier than it was but it's going to be uh, better in the long term because there will be rules that will come out that'll be a lot more clear as to what you can and can't do yeah because they won that lawsuit Hmm. the home court the home court advantage uh, for South South Carolina will be there for the first time maybe in a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. Mississippi State dressed in white last night trying to get uh, Kentucky, trying to beat Kentucky, and I think it helped helped State although they lost. Uh, this South Carolina game, I think I think Auburn goes into to Tennessee tonight and loses, 
And uh, I agree. I, 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 I think maybe you would could give our listeners. I, I'm not sure that Tennessee beats Alabama in in Tuscaloosa, and I'm not one hundred percent sure that they beat South Carolina in Columbia. Uh, in Columbia, tell me why I'm wrong. Yeah, well, you know, you and I talked last night about it. I think South Carolina is a really bad matchup for Tennessee. Yeah. And South Carolina is a lot like Tennessee in the sense that they play really good defense. They are really, really well coached. Uh, they won here, you know, in Knoxville. I know. That's going to be a tough game. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a tough game. I think Tennessee will win it. I think it's going to be very tough. That game in Tuscaloosa, that's the one. Tennessee has a, I think, has a shot at losing. That is going to be a really, really tough game uh, for the Vols. If they're going to try to match the intensity that they always talk about, that they have at Thompson Bowling Arena and take it on the road, boy, there's the one place they're going to have to do it. Yeah. Because if they were to to win out, which they can, I mean, they have got tough. They've got Auburn, South Carolina, Alabama, and then Kentucky coming here. There All tough go. games. Yeah. But if they were to win those, they're going to be a one seed in the tournament. You're talking about you know, the overall it's gonna be tournament, tough. not the SEC tournament. You're talking about the NCAA tournament, correct? NCAA, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think they're right there on the two line, and they could play themselves. Uh, to, be hard to win to those four. Yeah. To the one line. Yeah, it, it, it's hard to win. I mean, it is. You, you know, when they went to A&M, A&M, the worst in the league in three-point shooting percentage and shot 50% replacement crazy Tennessee loss. You know, it's just hard. And so I agree with you, Coach Cat. Columbia is going to be tough. Tuscaloosa is going to be even tougher. You have to remember, though, that tonight A&M beat South Carolina. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Probably. Um, yeah, I think they will. Um, Bruce Pearl coming back to Tennessee. Is that a big deal now? Is that it's been done so many times? And do you, could you see if the Indiana job opened uh, and they came after Bruce Pearl, could you see him making a move like that? Or do you think he's locked it over? Why are you saying hook? I'll answer the first he's one. He's gone. First question. Alfred Indiana, he's 88 and out the gate. You think? Oh, he ain't no good out. Russell, he's gone. Do you believe that, Russell? That's interesting. I, I think I'd be 50-50 on it. Yeah. I know he loves Auburn. I know it. I know him personally. I know, know it. He loves Auburn. But from that, you know, kind of Indiana area, he's coached in that state before. He's been in that conference before, that I think it would be intriguing to him to oh, bring them. If, he's if he were the guy. Is, is Indiana still a good job, though? No. Well, here's what I think. I think it's still a respected job, and if you're the one that brings it back to prominence, your legacy goes down in history. Sure. And I think that's what would be intriguing to Coach Pearl, no. that he would go down in history for bringing them back. He's going to give a five-hour speech on how he loves Auburn and go out the door to Indiana. <laughs> Very well could. But your first question, uh, it's less of a deal him coming than it was last year and the year before and the year before. It's it's getting lesser and lesser. People still like him here for sure, but um you know, the bring back pearl stuff has gotten less and less. All right, let's switch over to football. I heard a show yesterday that said that uh, they're projecting Tennessee and Alabama are dead even. Uh, right now, uh, in the SEC talent wise mm-hmm. and everything. Is that true, Russell? Wow. You're, you're a big follower of both. Are they, have, has, yeah. Tennessee, has Tennessee caught Alabama? Uh, I'm not sure if Tennessee has caught Alabama or if Alabama has, has dropped. 
back to backed up to but, Tennessee. So do you think they're exactly. even? Exactly. You think they're even? But, I, you know, I, I I wouldn't say that just yet. I would say they're awfully close. I would say let's wait and see. Um, let's just hold up a second, take a breath. The portal is going to reopen. <laughs> let's see what they do, and come summer, I think we'll be able to have a better idea of of what these look like. But if we're talking about today. I still think Alabama has more talent, but it's close. Hmm. Dad, you believe that? Uh, I mean, it's just so many guys yeah. that left the Alabama program. That That's simply the reason, really. How did uh, Tennessee do in the portal? They did pretty good. Didn't do off the chart great, but they did pretty good. You know, but they've got some guys already here that they feel really good about. Uh, I'll switch over. How's, how's Tennessee baseball? They're doing good. You love that coach, and I know you do. And when you get here, we're going to make sure we go out to dinner with him. <laughs> really? He loves is the coach? Is he, is he settled? Have they kind of gotten on him? I was being sarcastic. Settled down? Well, they, they, try, they tried at the beginning of last year, and the team didn't do so hot. So now they just, uh, just hey, you do you, and let's you go out and win the ball you. game. You do you. And, uh, well, how's that... Uh, all the construction going on, you were telling us about a few months ago. They were building and the outfield. Out. What's going on up there in Knoxville? Yeah, right oh, they they have expanded it big time now. They're not completely done with it, but I mean, when you're putting that much in your baseball program, it tells you how well your football program's doing, right? I mean, they're and it tells you how well the baseball program's doing, obviously, because they're selling out baseball. I mean, in the middle of the week, they're selling out baseball. The teams that are not not in the SEC. And people are coming out. They're loving the baseball. They like the fact that the team is is different. Um, they've got a lot of energy, and and so they've expanded. They've they've elevated it as well, and they've made it pretty pretty interesting place to to watch baseball. That's for sure. There's no doubt about it. It's a fun experience to go to a UT baseball game. All right, Ross. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Who's going to be the number one seed in the SEC tournament? Who's going to win the regular season? Well, I said it at the beginning of the year when I talked to you guys. I thought Tennessee would win the regular season. So I'm just going to stay with it. Um, because if I don't, that'd be kind of cowardish on my part. I think, so I think Dad, I'm going to stay with Dad Tennessee. Dad does it all the time. He flips around and changes all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he had Alabama. Well, uh, I don't miss it. Dad don't want to give me any credit. He don't want to give me any credit. Russell, he had Texas <laughs> beating Alabama all summer, all the way oh, up to the week of the game, and he flipped and said that Alabama's going to win. I studied, yeah. And they lost. I remember. So I he didn't stick to his guns, Russell. Hey, all he had to do was stick to his guns. He didn't do he what you brilliant. did. He didn't do what you did. Like you made a prediction, yeah. and he stuck you with. Changed it. like the weather. <laughs> he flipped, Russell. I remember. Okay. I remember. God. I don't forget that. I remember one. I make one mistake. I pick. I pick every basketball game just right till about bad. I did. Kentucky went in a close when he wanted to argue with me. No, I just told. I had a guy text me about. Uh, Kentucky was a four and a half point. Oh, he favorite. went. By, he was. He's out of bash. He, boy, he thought he looked at that yeah, that game against said, Alabama. He he was wanting. To, he thought that was a lot. For, I said, if you think it's a lot, go the other way. He didn't. He put his money on Kentucky and he lost. Uh, Texas Miss wow. said you should have listened, but he doesn't. If people don't listen, <laughs> Russell. <laughs> That's right. Well, so I'll stay with it, but I I won't be surprised at all if Alabama wins that. And, 
is the is the one seed. So, um, yeah. but I'll tell you what. I think All it's right, going to be a really, you, really fun the, uh, tournament. Who's going to get you on record here now? Who's going to win the Alabama-Tennessee football game up in Knoxville this year? Oh, man. Can I get? I need at least another show for that. Yeah, you need to study a little bit. I got to tell the portal take a hike. I don't. I don't want to call it this early. No, Tim, take a hike. So is that close to where okay. you don't know? You think it's that close? <laughs> well, I just, I just want to see what happens when they finish recruiting. That's all I'm asking. Oh. I, I got to know what pieces I'm playing with. Have y'all run out of money? Is there any jealousy up there? How much money y'all giving the quarterback, Russell? Good land, y'all giving him the whole thing. Well. It's a pretty big collective, so they're they're giving a lot to some other people too. <laughs> really? I need to play. You, you saw Jackson Dart's got a he's got a uh, deal with a uh, private air. Uh, he can fly private now. He's got a Can you believe these deals that we're seeing, Russ? Now that's interesting. Uh, no, yeah, Nicholas just has one motor. Nicholas Air. He's got uh, hours <laughs> to use their fleet of planes and fly wherever he wants to fly. So. Well. And that's something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you'd leave and go to the pros. <laughs> really? I mean, you're in. I mean, college is the best time of your life. You're in college, and you're getting paid flying on a plane. And you got your own access to all your private jets. Take your boys. Uh, Pretty good deal. I don't know why you'd go pro. Either. I'd be like Santiago. I'd stay twelve years. Yeah, he's been there twelve. Uh, so, <laughs> all right, Russell. Anything else we need to know? Hey. I just love you guys, and I hope you get up to Knoxville soon. I hope so. Tell Coach, well, maybe we'll see Coach Barnes uh, this weekend. Tell him we said hello if we don't. Yeah, I'll do it. Thank you, I Russell. We'll all see him today. Thanks, all right, fellas. Have a great day. Sure. All right, there's the great Russell Bivens. All right, uh, let's talk about uh, Bryant Bank, uh, one of our great new sponsors. Well, I'm always happy to tell them about Bryant Bank because I've been with Bryant Bank all my life. They're right down below me here in in Birmingham, and also they have the four locations in Tuscaloosa, a lot of our listeners are in that area. You've got uh, around-the-clock banking uh, really online if you need to do so, and it makes it, uh, the freedom for you to do so and the flexibility to to really be uh, uh, needing to, to uh, get into the bank and do things online is there for you. So the four offices in Tuscaloosa uh, are really unbeatable to walk into a to a bank and sort of know the banker and the banker to know you and the questions that you sometimes feel uh, uncomfortable asking other bank- bankers or other people uh you can do so there with uh with Bryant bank uh, the small businesses are, sometimes are targeted because of uh, fraud attempts and um this day and age you need to be darn sure that you've got a bank that that can handle that for you because it's pretty important Bryant Bank's outstanding people. They're not, you know, we talk about the four locations in in Tuscaloosa, but uh, the locations in Birmingham and throughout, I, I go uh, through Columbia a lot, and uh, they have one there. So um, uh, I think you'll find Bryant Bank will be for you, help you uh, locally uh, in the state and locally in your city. So go by there and tell them you heard on inside the locker room. You listen to Tide 100.9 and 12.30 a.m. WTVC. It's the home of Alabama Sports. If you have an... For more from Tide 100.9... Let's it fly! And there's it! Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and SoundCloud.
Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. We'll get right to the Yellowwood Hotline. We'll bring Cowboy in the show. Good morning, Cowboy. How you guys doing? Where's your running mate, Cowboy? Bryce. He's not my running mate. But um, I Where is he? I don't know. J.I., I I guess. I I, I talked to him the other day. I told him to call you guys, but uh, I don't know. Be mad about something? <laughs> I don't know. You know. Well, you do so. You know something. You he would be caught. Why? Is he mad at us? The station? Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe I give the producer the number and he can call. No, I ain't. I ain't gonna call him. Um, but hey, here's what I called about. What's that guy's name? You guys just had on. He. I like that guy. He's a good reporter. Russell, um, Russell Bivin. Russell Bivin. Russell went John to Alabama. Bivin, I, I, hmm? Listening to him, I was just thinking what a pretty town and a pretty area Knoxville is. Take away the, you know, the Alabama not like He it. came to my practices all the time. Who did? Russell. Russell went to Alabama. He lives up in Knoxville now. So he's, he's, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's not a Tennessee reporter? He used to be on TV no. up there, didn't he? He does TV. Yeah, does TV. But uh, oh, okay. but he's a he's an Alabama fan at heart. But he knows Tennessee right. inside and out. I, loves I like Rick Barnes. He's knowledgeable. Yeah, he's knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I was just thinking, what a beautiful town, beautiful area. Knoxville is a mountain, you know. Out here in Texas, it's kind of flat compared to that pretty country they got. Yeah, Knoxville is good. Good place. Solid. Beat Tennessee seventeen to ten. I guess that's a good way to go out up there because I don't know we'll be beating them up there for a while. But, uh, I have to listen to Russell there. He thinks they about caught Alabama. He wouldn't go that far, but he wasn't. He wasn't saying it wasn't possibility. I'll give them the edge against us this year up there. I, right now, I sure will. But we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, Why is that? Because of coaching? Uh, yeah, I don't know if they've been in it. Alabama got, got it handed to them up there two or three years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. yeah. They'll, be, they'll be after us. They got up on us this year 13 nothing. I guess if they wouldn't have kicked those two field goals when they were inside the 10 and scored touchdowns, that would have been 21 nothing. Yeah, they'd have won. Yep. Yeah, they the Alabama defense didn't get any credit for holding them to field goals, but they should have got credit. That changed the ball game. Yeah. That changed the game. Um, but so you think uh, Alabama can beat Ole Miss tonight on the road? Yeah. yeah I think they will. Hey, I don't you know. see that? I, ca- I kind of. Didn't watch much of it, but that body check that guy for Texas put on that Texas Tech guy last night, that was something. Then the crowd got, what, three technical fouls for throwing water bottles on the floor? Yeah, that was last night. Texas I wonder Tech. why, uh, and I'm assuming that the SEC office was one that suspended Wagyu. Why did Flanagan not get suspended, uh, Cowboy? I don't know what Flanagan do. I oh, yeah, I don't think he, flag, I don't he, think it was that bad. Oh, really? He he had a little forearm shiver. He threw at somebody, so a pretty cheap shot. But they didn't. They chose not to suspend him. So, 
Maybe they just don't like Alabama in the commission. Oh, that's, what, that's yeah. what everybody thinks. Yeah, everybody's against Bama. You know, there's always been a theory that they didn't like Alabama up there. But. Yeah. Where, where are you in Texas? Right now, I'm driving to Fort Worth. I'm in Arlington between Dallas and Fort Worth. TCU's go got a nice campus. I've been there. Did a game there. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I kind of, I've been over there a bunch of times. I, First time I ever went to a football game over there, it was a unique feeling. It was kind of like going to a uh, kind of a cattle rodeo ball game kind of atmosphere. It's kind of cool. All right, Cowboy, have safe travels. All right, right, Cowboy. Be good. All right. right. I I don't know if we've got any listeners that will call in or not. This is nothing to do with my Toyota, nothing to do whatsoever with it, okay? I went yesterday to buy battery for Annette's car. I don't, I, and I read on there what they said they did, which was nothing. Um, they charged me three hundred and sixteen dollars for this battery. I meant to bring what they said they did uh, on the sheet. Um, where, but did it you, was, where did you go? It, it was a joke. I'm not going to say. It was an absolute joke as to what they said. It, it, it wasn't even funny. It was. It was a dick. I need to get it. But I want to know has how has and, and I understand people got to make a profit. But they char they, they had it done in no time. You just they just one of those one. auto zones where they'll put the battery in right there and warranty and everything. They'll come out there and do it right there while you're waiting. But I'm telling you right now, $316? Must be some battery. All right, back to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Digger in. Good morning, Digger. Hey, Digger. <laughs> yeah, Wimp, listen to your son. Bring it to AutoZone. You yeah. probably brought it to a dealer. Yeah, you took it to a dealer. Yeah. They're going to hold you up and rob gonna, you there. They'll nail you to the cross at the dealership. <laughs> they already have. You go to AutoZone or one of those auto part places. They'll do it right okay. there. If you have any problem, you go back. They'll look in the computer, and they'll replace it for free. Okay, and that's right. I think she said do that. And I, I, we was yes. already at a place. Uh, yes. ugh, don't 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 tell me all that. All right, go ahead. Go ahead, Digger. Go you, you, you got a good deal. You got a good deal. Somebody, somebody needs to reveal the cowboy. That wasn't water bottles they were throwing. <laughs> <laughs> there was miniature tequila bottles, and was she it kept really? pelting the players with it. I don't go into Texas you. Tech and beat them. Y'all that good? Dude, I'm telling you, it's a messy divorce. We cannot get out of the Big 12 soon enough. And Tech is so scorned by the fact that we're leaving the conference. And you're using every excuse to beat us. And you saw that last night. It was a melee after that little hip check from uh, Brock Cunningham, which we absolutely love and said, dude, they're getting away with murder out here on the court. Is there any kind of officiating going on? Hmm. I got to tell you, one more, this is what I was called. Big 12 basketball. Holy cow. Did you see this guy from Houston just flying through the middle, hanging on that net like a gorilla in a trapeze suit? I mean, Big 12 basketball is it. Yeah, they got the most people going to be in the NCAA. Most I'm teams. predicting two of them will be in the Final Four. Really? Who is that? Houston, 
Houston and Kansas. And then look at BYU. Bunch of 30-year-olds coming in there beating Kansas on their own backyard. Holy cow. They're in for trouble. Now, real quick, about the jet deal that uh, Dart signed. you got to read between the line there. I think he's responsible for the jet fuel. That's a whole separate entity. And that ain't cheap. Oh, he's got, he's got to fly back to California to visit his family. How do you know he's got to like pay the fuel? That ain't, no, that ain't that, no deal. That makes it different if you got to pay the cotton picking jet fuel. They didn't say that. How do you know that, dude? <laughs> because the jet fuel, look, you look up the company that he signed the deal with. There's no uh, jet fuel on there. Nicholas you got to buy that. I tell you, you're slick. You're slick. They don't, they don't like you. Pay the taxes, you're slick, too. Digger. You're slick. Yeah, yeah. but they don't have somebody else pay that. Yeah, look, it's not the plane and the instructions. You can pay that. It's in, it's, that jet fuel is expensive, man. So is that pilot. That pilot. That you need two of them. Don't get on the plane with one pilot. Yeah, that'd be the instructor, too. Though. Yeah, so thank you, Digger. Hey, Digger, well, thanks for calling. Quick, real quick, do you like that Texas being uh, number two behind Georgia to win the college football? We are ready to play. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good boy. You got new. You got, your, your head coach got a new big raise too. He still hasn't beat DeBoer. Yeah, ten thousand, ten million dollars. Not so, what is it? I forget what. Yeah, he's is. getting ten million. Thank you, Digger. Thanks, Later. Digger. All right, yeah, he's getting ten million. So, all right, we'll take a break. We got Tom. We got Pat holding. We'll get to those guys and we'll slide out of the way and let Gary Harris have the the reins. You listen to Tide one hundred point nine to see home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. The drive along eastbound McFarland Boulevard from Airport Road across the river down to Jack Warner Parkway. That's an easy nine-minute trip. If you're traveling along 2059, it's seven to eight minutes both ways between Skyland Boulevard and the 359 interchange. And northbound 69 from 15th Street to Middle Area Road, a 12-minute drive there. No major problems brewing for the moment. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. It's Gary Harris coming up Wednesday on the Gary Harris Show. We got a good one lined up. Matt Coulter on NASCAR. We'll talk about that photo finish in Atlanta. Also, Bart Heitch on hoops. We'll preview Alabama at Ole Miss and talk about the big Saturday weekend with College Game Day coming to Tuscaloosa. All that and more on Wednesday's Gary Harris Show at 9 a.m. Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy, breezy, and noticeably colder today with periods of rain. Temperatures falling through the 50s. For tonight, clearing with the low at 35. Tomorrow, partly sunny, the high 56. Friday, cloudy, rain at times during the day, the high 57. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 71 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Well, welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. We had a caller uh, that called in about wanting to watch the state high school games. Um they are on local channels in different cities. I don't, I think he's in Nashville. You probably have to go to 
Right. NFHSnetwork.com. And you have to pay a little fee there. You pay a monthly fee. If you put in AHSAA, it's searched, then the games will come up uh, that will be played today. I think Hillcrest starts at uh, 9, and then I know Helena plays Buckhorn at uh, 1030, and uh, Mountain Brook will take on Carver, uh, I think, 130. All right, to the Yellowwood Hotline, bring Tom into the show. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, morning Barry. Morning, Coach. How are y'all this morning? We're good. Okay, how are you? I'm good. Uh I thought uh, public television broadcast all Alabama public television broadcast the game. They do. I don't know what channel, you know, and what what town. This guy's in Nashville, so I don't know that he could get it. Like oh, no, no, right. yeah. he can't get it. He can't get it. So, he can get it on the computer uh, if he wants to do yeah, that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, but I thought uh, Reese's interview was good, but uh, I-, I kept waiting for you, Barry, to ask him about the, uh, his take on Eli. Yeah, I just I want to kind of beat that Eli thing to death. I don't think everything that you can say has been said about it, uh, but uh, I knew he, I, I knew he I knew he was in the airport, and I just I think everybody's heard the Eli stuff enough now. So I, I kind of wanted to get his thoughts on Coach Saban joining game day. Uh, you know, Coach yeah, is going. Right. Coach is going. You're coach, right. You're coach right. Is going to prepare. He's going to prepare, don't you think? I bet Coach will be so oh, prepared yeah. for those games. Oh yeah. yeah. Don't you know though? Uh, Saturday they'll have they'll have him on uh, game day, and he'll probably be able to uh, speak uh, to basketball stuff quite intelligently. Don't you think? Do I this coming Saturday? Yeah, I believe he'll be on there. As I, I honestly hope they don't have any football guys on there. The show's only an hour. Uh, it's, <laughs> but it'd be interesting. I, I thought about that. Will they have Coach DeBoer on? Well, usually the head coach of the home team's on, Coach Oates. But when you only have an hour, man, that, then you're going to probably have four commercial breaks. There's not a lot of time to get a lot of material in. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I thought it was longer than an hour. Well, this is a little bit different. It's going to be on ABC reset. It's at 11. I think they're worried about a good crowd being there. They're worried it's not going to look good if they don't. So hopefully people get out there. It's a little bit different time, 11 to 12. Let me get out so Pat can talk. All right. Thank you, Tom. All right. We'll let Pat have the last word. Good morning, Pat. Hey, Pat. Good morning, Coach. I wanted to talk a little bit about y'all asking about that guy about the Tennessee. I'm going to give you a Tennessee score. Okay. Alabama's going to score 42. But we're going to average 42 points. I'm going bold on my prediction. We have a stable of running backs that's unbelievable. Finally got an offensive line coach and maybe uh, we're going to have a center that can actually get the ball whether it's Jalen or whether it's uh, Marshall Dillon, whoever, whoever the quarterback is. We're going to have a center that can get the ball to them. And uh, I'm uh, I'm ecstatic about how good this offense can be under DeBoer that, uh, because he's got the pieces in place. Uh, I think that the wide receiver core is going to be absolutely outstanding. And uh, the quarterback's going to be able to distribute it to the uh, playmakers, no matter who it is. What do you guys think? Uh, thank you, Pat. Uh, I don't know. Uh, they got talent there. Um, they did lose a lot. Uh, I don't know. I think, uh, 
I don't think Pat's ever picked against Alabama. Has he, Justin? I think he's always there. And that's good. You want fans that believe you're going to win. All right, that's it for today's show. we got to get out. Sorry, Pat, I uh, had to cut you short there. Uh, evidently, they've opened up Alabama football practices. Uh, and I know media is all excited. Uh, then I told you, like, Steve Spurrier used to open up the entire practice. And everybody thought that was the greatest idea. And then those media guys were like, wait a minute. i got to be down here the entire time. Uh, so sometimes be careful what you wish for. Then you end up having to go down there every day. Uh, so they got tired of that. All right, that's it for today's show. We'll get out of here and make way for the Gary Harris Show. So keep it locked in. You listen to Tide 100.9 and 1230 AM WTBC. It's the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody.